In this episode of The Ziggler Show, we're back with Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame and his wife, Crystal Hansen, to discuss their healthy habits for success. And it's always interesting with high-powered couples to hear what habits they share and where they differentiate and where they influenced each other. The statement that caught my attention in this show was Crystal talking about her nutritional journey and us sharing our joy of being foodies. But she said her personal goal and advocacy is to love food foods more than you ever have, but just learn to love the foods that love you back. Such wisdom. And it falls in line with the premise that we often talk about in my true life podcast, that we are and will be creatures of appetite. But the goal is to upgrade our appetites to healthier options. And don't miss episode 895 of The Ziggler Show, where I talked with the Hansons about their message and their new book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. You can get the book at Amazon and then join Mark and Crystal at askthebookclub.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. This is The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts, and our focus here is growing your professional success. My Motive podcast is devoted to the reasons that drive you, and my True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts by searching for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. I don't do it often. So it's fun to do this with couples because sometimes your habits, of course, uh, have ebbed into each other. And sometimes it's interesting to hear that. No, they're actually very different. We have different ways of getting the best out of ourselves and and X, Y, Z. So you guys look uh, uh, both healthy, fit, and trim. Tell me about the, uh, you know, the nutritional side exercise part of your life. What, at this day and age, of course, everybody's looking for the next diet, the next exercise. So what do the Hansons do? <laughs> well, I'll start because I grew up with this mother who was really ahead of her time. She grew these gigantic organic gardens and had us do juice cleanses before they were chic. And um, that was my childhood upbringing. We went to naturopathic doctors and chiropractors. Those were our main family physicians. I don't think we ever, we might've taken, I might've taken uh, an antibiotic like once in my life. If we got sick, it was very raw honey with lemon and all this stuff. So, um, you know, we ate out of the vegetables from our garden, like all summer long and, you know, uh, organic natural beef, like all that stuff was what we did when we were little and in grew up out, yeah, out, outdoors. So I'm really thankful for my, for my mother oh my for goodness. giving me that, you know, giving me that background. And I have really embraced it and tried to live it. It's funny because some of my siblings didn't so much, but um, I would say the ones who have are probably in the healthiest shape. It's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no magic formula. It's, it's very simple. And there's a lot of science that backs it up, you know, so I'm really thankful for that. And we're really active. And so I think uh, when Mark and I came together, um, would you say, <laughs> I, I, he, he was you my, whipped him into shape, he didn't didn't you? For a while. <laughs> yeah. The truth is that both of us, uh, one of the things you loved was that, I was taking as many herbs and vitamins as she did. Like I take 78 a day. So it just, you know, we really believe in a full spectrum because we think that 
first of all, you got to be mentally, spiritually fit first for us, then mentally fit, you know, and be healthy and happy. And then you got to have really good nutraceuticals so you stay immune. And then last but not least, we think the Fountain of Youth, as does our friend Peter Guber, the guy who owns the Golden State Warriors, 50, gold, 50 Academy Awards, our dear friend. He makes us exercise when we're with him traveling. Uh, we traveled with him 17 days a couple of years before COVID. That he says you got to exercise twice a day. And if you look at a picture of Peter Guber, he's 82 and looks 42. He's amazing. He's just he's. I, I see you typing in there, looking who is Peter Guber. But you watched all of his movies, Rocky and Batman and Rain oh, Man okay. and everything else. So you've he's seen amazing. everyone. He's a he's a producer, director, uh, consummate uh, guy. He used to be head of Sony and then now is head of his own little com- his own giant company. I don't want to say a little company. So with that, talking about a garden, so you guys are in, was it Sedona, Arizona? Uh, Scottsdale. 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 Do you guys do that there, have a garden there, or are you just able to get local fruits and vegetables, try to do? We get, we have a local farmer's market that comes really close to our house. We get, and we try to get like as much as possible organic and natural beef. You know, there's a big difference. And bison. Yeah. Grass fed beef is truly a completely different product than normal, like grain fed beef. Right. It is a completely different product. It's so much better for you. So little things like that, when you realize, you know, pay attention to what you're eating. What, you know, I, I created a program called Skinny Life, mm-hmm. the secret to physical emotion and uh, uh, spiritual fitness. And um, I say, you know, I want you to learn to I love foods more than you ever have, but just learn to love the foods that love you back. Yes. Hey, I, I, that's a great, learn to love the foods that loves you back. Uh, I so often find myself realizing we are creatures of appetite. We're going to be creatures of appetite, but can I upgrade my appetite so that my after lunch sugar fix is not something, a bag of M&Ms, but maybe a few dark chocolate covered almonds. Can I elevate so that my food gives me a little more love back? I love that. Uh, I love that line. What on the exercise, just because people are curious, I'm curious, what are your chosen outlets for movement, physical exercise? There's multiple. So, but we live here in, in the Sonora desert, which is the wettest desert in the world and the greenest and the most beautiful. We think that's why we live here. So we go out our door and we can go up the right the hill to the top. So we do hiking two or three times a week. Uh, I'll spin a couple times a week. We've got a, I've been to clubs literally around the world. And I think we've got one of the three best clubs in the village. And uh, this morning I was there early doing my weight training because I believe, I don't know if Zig did that or I know, I know originally because of Kenny Cooper, Dr. Cooper, he was, you know, into running and he went from fat to thin. I knew Jack uh, Zig when he was, uh, yeah. uh, he says, you're in great shape or whatever it was, an 89 year old or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Right. And he, yeah. he used to, his, his idea of exercise was see if he could get out of the water before the water went down. And <laughs> yeah, stuff. yeah well, pull the drain and fight the current. But I believe you've got to do resistance training every day. So I was up for an hour this morning doing resistance training and at the club. We got a lot of people that some people call muscle heads, but men and women that are exceedingly strong. But I, I look, I'm 73. I'm going to live to be 127 options for renewal because it's in writing. The Bible says, write a thing, make it clear. It'll be established onto you. Just got to so ask, right? What I'm going to do. And I, and I am in peaking health. And the good thing about being a writer, speaker and, and business person, because we own a lot of companies is other than, than a, a sports star is that sports stars are done at 30 or 40 years old. It's about the latest depends on the sport. But as you write, you get more profound, more wise, hopefully more insightful and more helpful to other people. 
And there's why I'm writing more and more every single day. Tell me about relationships. You guys have uh, yourselves and your extended family. What are some of the things that you keep in place to keep not only just the family relationships, but even those friends? I mean, we've just gone through COVID that separated so many people. So it's interesting to see what did you, what have you been doing to keep your relationships in line with where you wanted to be? Right. Well, one thing we decided is from the beginning, we were not going to get into the fear. We loaded up on uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in case we got it because we followed, um, you know, there were several thousand doctors treating with patients with those very effectively. And so we thought, you know what, we have something that will help us through this if we get it. And we didn't, as long as anything was open, we kept moving, we kept going. I, if, if, Hotels. I mean, we even went, uh, traveled to Sedona and Flagstaff uh, three or four times last summer from, from Scottsdale, stayed in hotels, uh, you know, went to restaurants that were open. A lot of them were outside for a while, but um, we did end up getting COVID and we took our ivermectin and our hydroxychloroquine. I had a super mild case. His started out really hairy. And then like in one day, he was 100% better. Um, because he took that combined the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin together. I just took hydroxychloroquine, but you know, um, so we're not afraid because we take such good, we also have a ton of knowledge about, uh, you know, nutraceuticals, vitamins. We knew the, the, the vitamin D, you know, every, the protocol, the quercetin, all the things you're yeah. supposed to be taking vitamin C to keep your immune system strong. So it will fight off the disease. And so, and we did, I was over it in a week and Mark was over it in a couple of days and, he accidentally uh, took too much of the hydroxychloroquine, but that's another story. The fact that he's such a big body, it didn't hurt him, but it really blew the, the COVID out of his body fast. Uh, let me go back to relationship. I, I, she, she, everything she says is accurate, um, but relationship. I just, she is one of nine. I'm one of four. So we got big families and big extended families, kids, grandkids. I want to just tell you that on Mother's Day, just a few days back, we were at with one of her brothers and one of our nieces and the nieces is, is a, a superstar in school getting scholarships for STEMs, you know, science, uh, technology and math. And she just is great, but she got terribly diseased. And now when she came out, she saw she had great, great art ability. And we looked at her pictures and we went, wow. And she asked, that's the point. Her name's Lauren. And we looked at her art and I said, uh, I can really help you. And I can introduce you to this person, that person, because I'm on the board of Wyland's Gallery, the biggest commercial artist in the world, does about 87 million a year. And uh, I, I wrote for to save the ocean, but every drop of water should be a, a clean drop, that kind of stuff for why. And uh, she calls me one day and says, hey, um, you know, I, I, I read your book and I really like it. I, I want to ask if you can have me talk to Wyland someday. I said, well, how about right now? She said, come on, Uncle Mark, you can't really do that. I said, no, no, he and I are, I've written three books with why. It's not a question of are we close friends, right? We did Chicken Soup of the Ocean Lovers and all that. So I, I phoned him up. Unfortunately, he's on a car. He's in a car driving down to Florida. I've been to that house, one of his eight houses. And, and I said, hey, why? i got to introduce you to a young lady who's got phenomenal natural art building. She's uh, 19 or 20 years old and just really creative. And I'd like you to let her just sit in and watch you and you, if you choose, be our mentor. He starts talking to her, and they just had an instant bond. Well, she's going there, it turns out, this weekend to California to be at his gallery in California. He was at his Florida gallery before. 
And then I introduced her to the uh, a neurosurgeon who had a tragic a bicycle accident, tra- bicycle into a truck stop, and he didn't see it happening. So anyhow, the point is, she was kind enough to ask as a little twenty year old. Now she's rocketing forward. I'm telling everybody out there listening, somebody can help you get to the next level if you just ask. Right. Well, and and for folks listening to this one, uh, this is episode eight ninety seven. Go listen to 895. We talk through the tenets, some of the tenets of the book Ask. But of course, just go to anywhere you get your books like Amazon, type in Ask, you will find the book. Tell me about the mental aspect, the mental training of your lives, the mental investments that you're doing every day to keep yourselves where you want to be thinking critically, thinking creatively. What are you doing? Right. So we know, Kevin, that's the most important investment we we make is you know, creating our own life, spending the time um, spiritually and mentally and emotionally creating our, our life. And so we, at the beginning of every day, we take an hour of meditation, prayer, and then asking each other questions because we want to make sure with all that comes to us, sometimes comes at us, we, <laughs> we want to make sure we keep our priorities straight, right? It's easy to get sucked into something and pulled down a bunny trail. And so we always have to check in with ourselves, our highest goals, our highest mission, what matters the most to us at that point to advance the things that are truly important and need our time and attention. Of course, family is, is always at the top of our list. We, we do get together with our kids and grandkids as often as we can because we're, we're a very integral part of their, uh, of their lives and upbringing philosophically, um, energetically, love, spiritually. I mean, spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's, we love that. We love, love, love that. So um, we're a very close family. And, and uh, that's important. But, yeah, we, we take the time to do that. Mark and I know that hour that we take creating, I mean, creates an efficiency and a purpose and a direction in our lives that is, is really hard to quantify. It, we just spending that time with yourself, you know, and, and it's us together as a team because we do work as a team constantly. People can't believe it. <laughs> like They're like, how do you guys spend so much time together? But we just feel really fortunate from the time we met. It's one of those strange things. It's just like we are so aligned, you know, and we we like writing the book. We just each took our pieces, wrote our chunks. I'm more the editor, putting everything together, you know, um, doing the transitions. And it just flows. And And I think both of us are really comfortable with that. We don't try to one-up each other or compete or do any of that. We each want the other to be the best they can be. And we, and we try not to get stuck on the small petty things. Yeah. Those will suck you down. Yes. That's what tends to happen in marriages, isn't it? Uh, so you mentioned spiritual. Is that really encompassed within that mental, those mental exercises, that mental time is your spiritual disciplines, if I can say? Absolutely. So we're falling in love and we happen to be at, uh, taking a green meal at uh, Mother's Market out back in Coast Mesa. We owned a company back there. And um, we're just indefatigably asking each other, talking to each other. And this guy next to us is a man of the cloth. But 92 years old, he told us, and he's wearing a cholerical collar. And he said, I can see you two are totally in love. I said, thank you. He said, do you mind if I tell you what will keep your marriage together forever? And I didn't really want to talk to him, but I said, yeah, I think that'd be great. He says, well, for 70 years, I've been running Billy Graham's marital ministry. Wow. And there's only one thing that does it. I, now I'm interested because yeah. I love Dr. Graham. I said, what is that? He said, uh, what we discovered is the only thing that works, one thing only, 
is that you pray out loud with your spouse, preferably morning and night. Now, Crystal and I had prayed in church. We'd prayed in groups, but we hadn't prayed out loud to each other. And then all of a sudden we're saying, wow, um, not really scary, just something we hadn't done because we didn't know that that was a rule or a, a premise or a, an idea or a concept. And suddenly we did it. And now there's never been a night that we haven't prayed with each other out loud that we, and you know, during a long times together and for every one of our kids, wrapping them in whatever it is they've told us they want to do. Like back to what you'd said about our, our grandson, Everett, who's really precocious, gifted, and does stuff that I can't even believe he's so smart. Like he learns to, ch to play chess. I say, that's what can, you know, that's what King Arthur won all his wars because he said there's a finite amount of moves. If you learn this, you'll have it. He goes online and becomes a champion chess player at nine years old. He taught himself to play chess. And I thought, holy gosh. But but little Everett and then his, his little sister, we had twin grandkids also. And little Maddie says, uh, Grandpa, you're the best word guy I know. I want you to. I, and, you know, I'm the number one speller in my school. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, you challenge me to big words, and, and I'm going to learn how to spell them. And, and just, you know, the point is we are with these kids playing really good games that will edify their mind. And when we're – and each one of them gets to – I may have gone too far here, Kevin, but <laughs> they have sleepovers privately with Mimi. That's the name she goes by and Grampy. And they're allowed to ask us anything they want. They've got art. They've got little gizmo watches. They're only allowed to call the grandparents and the parents. Nobody else, right? right. So they, and it just—it's really exciting for us because when that call comes through, that call will be more important than talking to you. <laughs> Granted, I'll accept. I'll accept that. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Mark and Crystal Hansen. Next, I dig in further with how they pray together as a couple and the vulnerability associated. I encourage you again to listen to episode 895, where we talked about the Hansen's message and new book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. You can get the book at Amazon. And then Mark and Crystal invite us all to join them at askthebookclub.com. You know, I want to I want to ask you guys about the praying together because again, it's something that's easy to listen to, and and to give a head nod to. But for that to be cited as such a paramount ingredient for marriage, I'm going to assume that within that, it probably relates somewhat to the to the type of prayer. And I don't want to say that like a formulaic question of what are you praying about, but. This, this would be, for that to exist, for it to have that kind of gravity, I would assume that we're talking about an authentic prayer of this is me opened up at, unto God and letting the, my spouse be privy to my own seekings. And earth. this isn't just a, you know, a, 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 a by rote prayer, hey, God in heaven, thanks for everything. It's, it's good knowing you. That we're talking about some vulnerabilities that are coming out of this, Yes. That is so true, Kevin. I'm glad you mentioned that because when he first said it, it it sounds strange, but I was like, whoa, can I do that? I, I mean, because I recognized it was a level of intimacy, yeah. spiritual intimacy that I don't think I've ever had with anyone before. You know, Mark and I were both in marriages before. And, you know, like you said, we prayed in church, prayed in groups, but my personal prayers were always personal, me, just me, you know. Right. And I'm like, wow, can I do that? That's such a level of it felt like such a level of intimacy, but we're like, okay, let's try. You know, the guy that was the head marital counselor, counselor at Billy Graham said, this is the factor that keeps couples together. That's, that's something to think about. 
so we did it. We tried it. And at first it's like, oh, you know, you feel, you do feel vulnerable, but then it just has become so natural and, and so essential to us. And, and I, and I see why he told us now, because it is this level of vulnerability with each other. These are real deep personal prayers, you know, and we trade, we trade roles every night. One night he prays, you know, for both us, or sometimes we'll pray out loud. He'll pray and I'll pray, you know, in together, you know, in the same prayer, but, um, He'll, he'll pray and then I'll pray. Well, I, I ask it specifically because I know that with my wife, even with my family, it's easy to, you know, to pray and give gratitude, which is, is obviously paramount um, to give gratitude, but also even just to pray for, you know, each other, pray for the family, whatever. But I know that I'm able to do that without divulging what are the seek what are the prayers that I am really seeking as unto God me especially you know in the morning during my time there am I sharing that am I giving my spouse and even my family and I've, I've still got kids at home giving them the insight into what I am seeking uh, we're kind of back to maybe that pride issue we talked about uh, in the first one not that I struggle with it this is completely theoretical but if I were to this right. is an area that I could see coming up. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's why I love these behind the scenes looks. That will give me uh, give me some things to chew on right there. Well, let me go on the personal note that we're on as well. A question that I really like asking is what you do just for you, just for Crystal, just for Mark. And this comes into the think about it as, could be play, fun, hobbies, self-care, uh, which we could say everything is self-care to some degree, but the things that you do, that these are special just for me. These are what help me be the vibrant, inspired, fun person that I am. Tell, give me, give me a rundown. So um, for self-care, you know, I, I like to take care of myself. You know, like keep my hair healthy, my nails. You know, all those things that are important to women. I mean. It's a little bit of an indulgent, the pedicures, the manicures, things like that. But I also like to, like Mark said, I love um, exercising is so essential to me for my health, my, my mental well-being. And then we have this beautiful club that we work out at and it has a spa down below. So we have, you know, we could go in and I love taking like the hot sauna and just sitting there. It's just so, it's such a good time to have that quiet time alone and you know, it's a bit of an, an indulgence to take that time and take a 20 minute sauna or a steam bath or, you know, something like that. But we do it. And that's a, that's definitely an indulgence that, that really, you know, fortifies and edifies me personally. I love that. Um, and then hiking seems like self-care to me because it's so it just regenerates my spirit and being out in nature, I think, is so critical because when you're in nature, you know, you're out in more of God's beautiful creation of life. There's a life force in nature that's part of creation. And you feel the energy, the liveness of that. I mean, I think that's why Jesus went out in the desert by himself for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, having that solitude with nature, it's just an incredible experience. It's so edifying. So those are my, my things. I will agree with all that self-care. And then the other thing is that I, I believe, you know, because we work incredibly hard and the way we color code our calendar is that uh, purple, which is God's highest color in the electromagnetic spectrum, is the work day. Then yellow is clean up the mess. And I'm really good at making messes. But then the, the third one, 
is is green and what for us it means a vacation on a regular basis now we're going we we are in mexico you know for 10 days we we're in uh, at thanksgiving we we're with our family in florida for 10 days at uh, in around sarasota i won't do the exact city but we were on the ocean it was spectacular because we can't go to hawaii or can't go to the caribbean again yet and then uh, we're going to Colorado and uh, again with family because we'll be one of my our nieces is getting married and and uh, that's very exciting and and the whole family's coming in so it's going to be these when we do a family event it is an event there are a lot of people showing up and that's all self care because we the truth of the matter is the whole family has decided we're going to get along no matter what and uh, we'll go through it and and if we have an issue hopefully we are good at forgiving each other because the love only has two aspects in self-care giving this is what you know god gives us everything we're supposed to do something with it and then forgiving ourselves and others and and god if you think god needs forgiveness yeah you mentioned golf i, I was going to ask on that one before is that a is that a getaway for you guys you know mark doesn't golf i golf really? Yeah. She's really good, by the way. She's good I'm at everything she does. Very so-so, very average. And our son I'm, is terrific, by the way. Everything's relative, yeah. right? Compared to Mark, who's never golfed before, I'm good. <laughs> no, but I kind of—I wish he did, but quite honestly, I, we don't have a lot of time to golf. Golf is one of those games that takes a lot of time. I loved doing it. I learned to golf when my kids were young yeah. because I was in a group of, you know, my neighborhood had these young professional women like I had been, you know, but we kind of took some time off to be with our children for a few years and it was great. And so we, you know, we had the, the time to learn to golf. We learned to golf together and uh, we would go to average courses, not good courses because we sort of like the nine holes in lunch. We have our own rules, you know, like if we didn't like the shot, you could pick it up and move of it. To course. Where you move it. you of know, course. that kind of thing. We want, we wanted fun golf, not stressful golf. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's what I can do. Well, Hey, thank you guys for just uh, sharing that. I'm, I'm always in awe of the nuggets that I get out of asking people what the day to day looks like. It inspires us all to find new ways of, of self-care, of getting the performance out of ourselves that we want to by the day to day. So thank you for that. Thanks for being with us again. Thank you guys for doing what you do to inspire us. Thank all. You. We love doing thank this. you. Love being with you, Kevin. Thanks for what you do. Great to be with this incredible couple. Again, don't miss episode 895 of the Ziggler show where we talked about the Hanson's message, a new book, ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. You can get the book at Amazon and then Mark and Crystal invite us to join them at askthebookclub.com. Coming up in episode 898, Tom Ziegler and I talk about how to manage and be accountable to our progress on our goals and dreams, which are just never as urgent as our daily roles and associated tasks. It is hard and it's really hard for all of us. So what are some tactics and methods to help us? That's what we cover in this episode. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>